Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Episode 4 focuses on the beloved culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's Avengers. Mike Jensen will be presenting the unpopular opinion, Avengers sucks. Defending the traditional view are both myself, Josh Porter, as well as Patrick Porter, who both believe Avengers is a wonderful movie. Mike Jensen is a musician and engineer currently living in Savannah, Georgia. Mike washes windows by day, spends time with his wife and pugs by night, and enjoys conspiracy theories, getting bad tattoos, and becoming overly existential about things that probably don't matter. He also likes a good movie as much as the next guy. So today we're talking about uh, The Avengers, part one, not to be confused with the second or third or fourth installment that we know of. That we know of. We have Mike Jensen here today who, unlike most of the human population, does not care for the Avengers movie. In fact... That's a bold statement that most do. Well, I'm sure you could find a constituency of people that would uh, complain about it, but most people who like movies... Mm. And you like movies? I do enjoy them. Well, yeah. we'll see about that, actually, yeah. because of I'm the name of the podcast. I'm questioning based on this opinion. I think most people would say, yeah, that's a good movie. That was worth going to the theater and see. Most people would even go further than that, I think. A lot of people would say, fantastic, like amazing, see it multiple times in theaters. Wow. Uh, I would say it's probably the best comic book adaptation movie <laughs> what <laughs> no you're not saying that yes i am you don't mean it <laughs> there's mike, no conviction i can totally see it <laughs> mike thinks that it is not a good movie i i i feel that there are parts that are weak enough that take me out of the experience but you're doing more than the n- let's before we get into it let's differentiate between nitpicking and criticizing you can love a movie and nitpick the movie, right? Like, you love, as we all do at the table here, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. When that motorcycle jumps off <laughs> the overpass, <laughs> you could nitpick and say that that stunt double looks weird. But you've seen the most recent, and it doesn't look yeah, weird. Yeah, it seems On like Netflix they it perfectly <laughs> normal. Yeah, they put now. him back in there. Okay, good. But we all remember from our childhood that that wasn't was, Arnold. That wasn't Arnold. And, and earlier copies of the DVD weren't Arnold either. Yeah, we think that it's been changed. Yeah. I, I remember getting that out, and wait, can't I couldn't wait to show people. Wait till you see how bad this stunt double is. And then the scene came up, and we're like, this looks like Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job with that. Okay. <laughs> we were getting sidetracked, but, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Let's say that that would be a nitpick. Or you could even go further than that, and t- I'm sure we can think of a million examples of a movie that you love, but there's a part in there that you can't deny that's dumb. You could even do it with competi- or competi- competing uh, comic book adaptations where people tend to love the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, and you know one of the famous nitpicks is you watch The Dark Knight Rises, and it's like, how in the world, okay, Bruce Wayne got out of that jail, that pit, how in the world did he get back to Gotham? And so effectively, especially when it was, there was all the blockade. That's a nitpick. You can still love the movie. You're going further than nitpicking. You're not saying it's got a few problems. You're saying that it's got enough problems that you can't enjoy it to the degree that we do. 
Oh, for sure, but th- I'm coming from the average moviegoer who is excited that Marvel has done a good thing, and most of these movies are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my comic book movies, I like to be drawn into a story and, and then held into it. And so some of these things that are nitpicky aren't nitpicky. They smack me out of the story, and I'm like, what am I watching? So, yes, there are parts of this movie that are not good. Okay, can we, before we get too deep in it, you said you like the other Marvel movies pretty good. Yeah, for the most part. Which ones do you like and dislike the most? Off the top of your head. So we can get a frame of, like, your opinion in movies and what you like and dislike about these comic book type movies. Uh, Okay, I would say... Well, it doesn't have to be exclusively Marvel Studios or anything, but Marvel Story. Um, You know, the latest Captain America good, latest Wolverine good. Um, I haven't seen the newest X-Men. The X-Men before that. First class. Terrible. Okay. (laughs) It's already out there. (laughs) Um, And X2, no. X-Men 1, yes, just because it was fun. And then X-Men 3 was good. What? Wait, wait, wait. Say that. Right? Isn't season? that right? Wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Which one's 2? X2 uh, has Nightcrawler. No, good. X3, no. X3, X3 was a huge That's the turd. one people didn't like. Yeah. So I'm on par with that, and that's fine. Um, what about, like, the original Iron Man? That, you like that one a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I like them all. Do you, no. like, do you like Iron Man 2? Because the world's pretty divided on that one. Hmm. I think Iron Man. I just respect Iron Man, so I'm in for whatever he's doing. Yeah, you other just like than the character enough where it's a good ride. Yeah, like other Avengers, than well, other him. than Avengers, because they try and use him as the thing that holds the movie together to me. Because even Captain America in this Avengers movie is garbage to me. All right. Well, let's let's take a step even further back from your opinion on the Marvel movies. You let's say what kind. Of, Tell us what kind of moviegoer you are. If somebody said you like movies, you'd say yes. I would say, well, in general, I'd say, do you like movies? Yeah, sure. And then say, I'm an average moviegoer that will let myself get drawn into anything. I'll allow myself to watch a movie. And even if they're... I don't overthink any movie when I'm there because I'm like, I spend money to see this. I'm not going to let my mind get in the way of me enjoying it, even right, if there's good. moments, you know. Good. So, yeah. but there was Which something was about going to see this Avengers movie, and I'll present the moment, but there was a definite moment <laughs> when I woke up and realized that I was in a theater <laughs> and, like, and that what choice have I made that day and how did I get here and can I have my money back? Oh, no, I didn't gosh. really mean that. You know, I, I think that, Mike, you're even more than the average moviegoer because you can have these conversations and opinion and dissect these films. I remember one of my favorite movie stories with you is we went to go see Watchmen on opening night. Remember this? Yeah, midnight, midnight showing. Midnight showing in Savannah. And we had to talk you into going because you weren't into it. And I gave you my wife's ticket because she decided she didn't want to go the last minute. And then you came out like life-changing revelations oh, yeah. from this movie that's true now that's, i really appreciated that because Watchmen was a great movie but i think that you're just really off on this avengers thing because 
Well, I like to the bring Watchmen up thing. Watchmen to me, in the, comparison to. I mean, you're not directly comparing, but you're comparing experience wise. You're saying, hey, this great movie made you feel something, and why didn't this terrible movie make you feel something great? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that, huh? Yeah. Well, I think the Watchmen thing is a point in your favor. That's, yeah, that's why I bring w- it up. You didn't want to go um, to that particular evening. You were doing something else. I believe I was working that next day. Yeah, it was yeah. A Thursday and, night and it was late. Showing. Yeah. And so we drug you out to see it, and you had nothing invested in it. hadn't right. read Watchmen or anything like that. And... Uh, you know, obviously, audiences are divided over Watchmen as well. And Why? one of the things that they kept complaining about was like, oh, you just have to be um, deeply in love <coughs> with the graphic novel to even care about the movie. Or they'd say, if you care about the graphic novel at all, you won't like the movie. So it's like it couldn't win for losing. But you were just a guy who wasn't even expecting to have a good time. Right. You hadn't read Watchmen or anything. I don't read, right. <laughs> you hadn't read Watchmen. That's true. And uh, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, uh, you must have gotten in your headspace to watch yeah, a movie. Yeah, I, I will. My philosophy with you know, my philosophy with movie going is like if I'm, especially in the theater, if I'm going to pay, I'm going to let myself sit there and eat my popcorn and get involved with this thing. You yeah, know? you've made an investment. You know? Yeah, and um, that's always been the thing with me. And so I, it's never like I take it like a s- super strict thing, but it's something that's like, all right, let's 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 clear ahead and do this. I'm not oh, going to think good. about whatever's coming on. You know, what, anyway, in this movie, you know, I pushed. I pushed for this movie being Avengers. Avengers. I pushed for that moment. I was there. I was like on the line but there's these moments in that movie where it tries to mess me up you know it tries to get me out of that that moment and uh, you know i am not a comic book fan i'm a comic book uh, or a comic storyline appreciator you know and so i have nothing invested into certain storylines or certain characters besides like ooh i like that guy whatever he does yada yada I'll sit there and enjoy, and I th- I think the beginning of the movie, uh, where you're seeing, you know, you're out in outer space, and and I don't even know that all the characters involved out there, but I'm already into the storyline where it's like, well, I can take some deep space stuff. This is cool, <laughs> deep space sci-fi, yeah, yeah. comic book stuff, but um, in general, the Avengers, um has this character that I can't stand Phil. And anytime he's on the screen anyway, I just can't stand him. And you know, it's fine. I can get over him. There was an online campaign to bring his character back because people loved him so much across the board. I guess it was already decided to before they did that, but people love Phil. You might be off on this a little bit. Yes, the type of people that would go do an online campaign to bring Phil back, <laughs> like Phil, and want him back. <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> well, when it all turns is the moment when when we see the sky open up and the black or black hole or worm wormhole exists, and then the aliens start coming down and. 
it's hard for me to explain how I can accept comic book heroes and people that have super superpowers, but when the worlds collide, it's just too much for me. And they wrecked New York City up so much that I'm like, how are they going to have this not be this giant ripple throughout a whole franchise for the longest time? Normally it's like, oh, this crazy thing happened in New York and maybe it wasn't, it was like a small area or something. Not everyone knew about it, but this was this thing. The whole world was always going to remember this thing happening and it just took me out of it. And yeah, that's where it began anyway. But we have to say this then. You made it through the first two acts of the movie still with your mode on. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I'm st- the moment that took you out. You made it through some pretty significant... It... Some pretty good Phil moments you got through there. Well, no, no, no. I'm, see, <coughs> Phil, the moment <laughs> you you can accept, and then all of a sudden there's all these things that are like, well, okay, we accept he's going to be here, and then you hear the lines along the way where, um, okay, Captain America in and of himself, I didn't like the first movie anyway, and so he's in it, obviously, as a major character. He's just so white-bred. And so tight, you know, he's just tight wad and I just can't stand him. And then, and then, um, the, you know, I like Iron Man and when, when Iron Man and, and Bruce are talking and Iron Man's like pushing captain into being like, you know, this is shady, right? And he's like, no, you know, this can't be shady or I don't know what he says, but he's like, you know, no, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> And Bruce is like, and he asked Bruce, and Bruce is like, mm, yeah. He's like shrugging his shoulder. Yeah, man, this doesn't look right. And then all of a sudden, just because those guys say that, then he starts snooping around. Like he can't even like stick to what he was saying. He's like, no, there's no problem. And then just because these two guys convince him that there's a problem, then he goes and starts snooping around. That's not fair. It's fair to me. <laughs> I don't want to work to stay in the movie. And so they just kept chipping at me. You know, it's like every fight would end and there'd be somebody making some dumb comment where it was like, I get it, but it was unnecessary. Did you like the Gallagher joke? Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. Oh, man. It's like, (laughs) well, Iron Man's so good at just delivering lines that they don't need to add something cheesy onto the end of what he's saying. You know, he's so fast and, you know, he's quick-witted and he's going to come in there and just say what he has to say and be funny at the same time. And then if you add something silly on top of it, it takes away from how cool he actually is. But anyway. And who's going to have that on their monitor? Like there was some guy in the back of the room adding that one extra joke at the end of every scene, and you're like, that's not necessary. And, like, the producer knows him or something, and he's, how did he come in here? He's got to add that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> he gets like five lines in the movie, and that's all he did was <clears throat> ruin those scenes. I found it funny when Phil was about to die, <laughs> and then Phil delivered his line, because then I was like, I was torn. It's like, Phil, I'm getting to hear Phil's last words, and it's a terrible line, but it's his last words. So I'm like, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so that's what it yeah, like. yeah. But that's one of those perfect lines where it's like, you can see it. It's, it's okay because it wasn't at the end of this huge fight, 
where they have to like keep ending every fight with a line like that because they did it in every fight, but it was Phil, so it's fine. Now, if you're trying to classify someone like me that's uh, a moviegoer that isn't a comic book reader, then the argument is that I'm an alt, and I just can't believe that's the case. <laughs> that's, that's uh, I I hear a lot of things in what you're saying that just give me more ammunition to believe further that they didn't do this correctly because those are the things that wake you up where it's like you have a character that's more down to earth but it's also about technology you got Iron Man then you've got this thing that um, in the Hulk that is re- that's more reality based, but it's like a a, um, a lab mishap, you know. Okay. It's like a, turns into a freak, just you know, he's deformed. He's <laughs> freakish it's deformity. Really Off color thing to say um, about that. He's got a condition. Yeah, he does have a condition. Um, so you have two that are everything else around them is just based on science and mathematics and things. And then well, what you, about Steve Rogers? Could make the same argument for the super soldier serum. Well, then you're just going to help me out. You know, if you include Captain America, I was going to say Captain America is a step further away from those two guys. Than the Hulk? Only saying that his movie beforehand was had that zaniness to it. You know, a little bit of goofball mixed in with the comic book. I, I, those aren't my words. These are my words. <laughs> you, yes, they are. Um <laughs> Then then you have Thor. I didn't like his <clears throat> first movie anyway um, because when I like space movies <laughs> and things that are um, not of this earth, I like them to be a little darker than okay. Thor was. <laughs> All right, that's not the movie's fault. No, I'm just saying where I come from. <laughs> and uh, I think... If you put a, if you put these ingredients in a pot, they don't like they don't blend very well. So each bite is a little different. So you're eating a little bit of, you know, this mixture, and like, oh, mm, that's Captain America, and then all of a sudden you bite Thor, and Thor tastes completely different, and then they're mixed, and you're like, mm, this kind of tangy, this one's kind of sour. And they don't go together, even though Avengers obviously is supposed to go together. All right. So that all, the whole time I'm being torn with this, pushed in and out of my enjoying the movie thoroughly. Okay. And Phil dies. I get a boost from that. I'm like, yeah, I'm back into it. Um, <laughs> and then the sky opens up, and these guys riding on sea doos come out of the sky, sea doos and segways and like mopeds and stuff. <laughs> that it looked like it's like why couldn't you make aliens that one look cooler and and why do they need to be on sea dues what was wrong with the way they looked this i like aliens that look scary it just looked silly they weren't doing it for you no they were intimidated by them. yeah it wasn't it just, and then why were some attached to their vehicle completely like well we were talking were, about this a bit before we started recording and patrick and i theorized that it might be a bit like district nine and that there's some kind of biomech. But some were and some weren't. The, so it all, it, the first ones always were, and they had an extra guy on the back riding. 
Who was so it? So why why was this guy forced to like be attached to his? He couldn't have the freedom to defend himself or jump off. We don't know how attached he was. He might have had his arms in the device, but he could withdraw them. He was so attached that when he was attacked, he could not defend himself. Well, he, I thought we were led to believe he was killed immediately mm. when she stabbed him <laughs> in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she stabbed him like in his spinal column or something, and then she started That's an, okay, <laughs> steering let's, the the mop, the sea dew. Let's speak mm. on this part, too. Okay. Please um, do. Please. So you've got uh, Black Widow and Hawk, Hawk Ness. <laughs> you know his name. And... uh. I don't like archery in, in movies anyway, but in general, across the board, no archery in film. Never. Okay. No archery. I mean, what Robin about Robin Hood, Hood Prince of Thieves? What? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was the year of movies with archery in it. So why like, is that? Because the Hunger Games and all that stuff was going on at the same time. And oh, so two movies. Two. It's quite uh, a few. And they were big, so <laughs> it bothered me. Um. These people are just average Joes, but with a skill set that is different. Okay. They yeah. are assassins. They yeah. are not super anything. Yeah. Why is it allowed for them to do things that are superhero-esque and not get hurt? Well, It bothers me. <laughs> they got called into the line of fire. We don't have any reason to suspect Hawkeye would have been there on the team were it not for what he had gone through. And then when Cap went to round up um, Black Widow, he said, if you're going after Loki, I, I want in. Because he, you know, now he's got a vendetta. I don't, I'm not himself. talking about the like the selection time. I'm talking about physically fighting he was, he beings that are way beyond them. He didn't get, because he didn't get hurt. Like, no one hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene in particular <laughs> is... Black Widow decides I need a boost so I can jump on one of these segways or skidoos for no reason. She decides to she needs run. to get to the top of the tower. Yeah, there was. She said there's a reason. That's why she was getting up there. Yeah, I got a ride, and it worked. But <laughs> how was she able to hold on to this thing flying through the air? And I mean, it must have been going like. 80 miles an hour through the air, how was she able to even grab onto it? You're hypothesizing. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothesizing about the speed of these things. That's not a fair argument. She's very strong. She's very strong. I feel like at this point, I mean, this is a, uh, maybe this is an unfair pushback, but it seems like now you're missing the forest for the trees and that you want to pick on such a small discrepancy in physics and overlook, I guess you're not overlooking because you're complaining about it, but like there's giant worms flying around and aliens on sea Because she's supposed to be a human. Okay. She has no. So you don't s- think the movie's serum. playing by its own rules? The yeah, idea like, of those two is that they're top of their class, humans. And then when you throw them in the, the mix of team superheroes, they are elevated because of their teammates. She would not have been able to do that jump by herself. Fighting aliens. She couldn't do this without A human. I just... (laughs) She's been through a lot, man. She's like a, you know, like when you watch Rambo and, you know, he's a former Navy SEAL, John Rambo. Mm -hmm. Like when you watch First Blood or something, are you thinking he shouldn't be able to take out all these cops? All right, let's let's back away from... 
the two people that I'm talking about and put them back in my argument is too many ingredients. They are just another one of those ingredients that one, they're not even super superheroes. Okay. But they're like adding a spice that's unnecessary. And so in that bite that I'm talking about where the Mm. ingredients don't mix, you have put little sprinkles of what you thought were paprika and that'll work. And it's like, so you thought there were, you feel like there were too many ingredients. Yes. Too many characters. Okay. Cause that was my next too busy. My next celebration of, of the successes of the Avengers was that it somehow juggles all these different characters. So effectively in that, well, how about this though? Maybe you think there's too many ingredients and they don't mix properly, but what would you say to my argument that there's so many ingredients and they're all given their proper due? Because I was thinking, you know, this man, it's going to be hard. You've got all these protagonists that have had their own movie that have all been front and center and with varying degrees of admiration, but mostly people like the movies that they've been in so far. Especially like when there's a character like Iron Man who people really liked, it's going to be quite difficult to have enough Iron Man and still have Thor in it and Captain America to have his story arc and hope to be thrown in there because he's the underdog. People didn't like his movie as much. And, and somehow, um, Joss Whedon was able to give everyone what felt like appropriate screen time, appropriate character development, and... You know, like uh, Captain America is my favorite, and I didn't leave thinking, man, Cap wasn't in it enough. Or uh, I didn't leave thinking, I wonder, like it didn't seem like Thor served any purpose in the movie. It seemed like everyone was actually contributing to the story and moving it forward with maybe, maybe like Hawkeye a little bit, obviously on the, on the sidelines. He hasn't had his own movie, and we don't care as much about him, so that's all right. I think that... But they even gave him a, a role of the bad guy that came back and served. Yeah, even he had an arc. So. He had an important part in the story. I think that the chart that they must have used to say, all right, so we got this bit of a story for Hulk and this bit of a story for Cap and all that stuff as they went through, it was like so formulaic that like it made it where you were never fully in. It was like, oh, this scene's going to be about these two guys. Oh, these guys got this thing going on. Oh, you know, and it's any one of those scenes or storylines could have been a movie. Instead, it was like jammed into this one. And then all of a sudden, aliens just start dropping out of the sky. (laughs) And so it's another element. Aliens are in the opening moments of the movie. Right, and I... I was you there. were into it. You I were was like, there for that. But when you drop aliens on New York City and you think about what you're watching, it's like hundreds of thousands of people must be dying in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and okay, yay, the aliens are defeated in the end and you see, uh, you see Iron Man with a redeeming quality, but you are always in it for Iron Man. You're like, oh, there's Iron Man. I like Iron Man. Yeah, but now Iron Man has proven himself to his team 
because when Steve Rogers is criticizing him for his selfishness, part of you, even if you're in it for Iron Man, is going, that's kind of true. Yeah, he was never a team member. And I and I agree. And so even seeing that, you're like, oh, this is this is cool. And then he drops back down and you realize that when the aliens start dying, oh, yeah, there was aliens all over the city. <laughs> and we have to deal with that as a story arc throughout the rest of this. All right. Know. So let me ask you this. What did you have a problem more of the sci-fi element being too sci-fi out of nowhere or the vastness of the story being too big for the for the movie? Well, I think the aliens came after the feeling like I was being bombarded with all these things happening. And it was never like, oh, yeah, now this person is on the screen. Oh, yeah, look at this guy punching this guy. Oh, yeah, look at this. It was like every scene had to be like that rather than like some fluid thing. And then the aliens came out and it was like the cherry on top of the mess you were eating. And you're like, hmm. Were you did did you ever get to a point where you weren't expecting that those aliens were gonna finally no, pay off? It was never like I didn't. Well, I just didn't know what that army was gonna look like. <laughs> and it's not just how much of this is the sea dudes. Hmm? How much of this is the sea dudes? It's not all, but it definitely is a portion enough where I'm like, if you're gonna drop aliens on New York City, but you better make them look cool, and Partially they, they terrifying. Had, teeth. They had scary teeth. They took the mask off and yelled. Yeah. They kind of look like uh, scaly humanoid gerbils or something. Now the whatever those, you know, flying lizard things-ish, worm-ish looking things were. Now those were cool, but okay, so many ended that, up yeah. coming down that it was unbelievable that the city wouldn't have been completely destroyed and... If we want to fast forward to the end of the movie and they're showing the news clips, it should have been like a really terrifying, like, how are we going to recover, but we will recover kind of New York stereotypical scene. Don't you feel like you got, you got all that. You got the people. No, you no the worst you see is a couple and their kid. And he says, well, after what's happened, it's glad, you know, we're glad to know that they're out there. So it's not fair it. to assume that the world is dealing with that. You want to see a it? whole montage of news feeds. I thought they were very weak. You didn't. You weren't seeing enough. If of the you're going to drop aliens on New York City, it better be something that has sh- shaken the entire globe. Well, now think about this though. What? You've got, you've got a decision to make. You're the filmmaker. You're Joss Whedon right now, and you know it's written in the screenplay that. Uh, at the conclusion of the big fight and all that, there's going to be a montage of news feeds that's kind of addressing the world's reaction to these events. I mean, let's say that's that's how open-ended the screenplay is, and you're working out how to interpret that news feed. You're, you're trying to establish the finality of the movie as something of a happy ending, for lack of a better way to say it. They won... Um, there's kind of this cool uh, element to it in that they're not going to go all live on the jet together or on the helicarrier together. They're going their separate ways, and the government's sort of mad about it, but blah, blah, blah. So it's not all wrapped up in the perfect package, but you do want it to end on a, like, heck yeah, the audience cheers kind of note. Now, if you set this news feed 
montage going by <laughs> of like something a little more based in reality, like, you know, post 9-11 reaction of just utter despair and disbelief and stuff. I, you'll never recover. <laughs> then you're going to go directly from that, like people weeping and gnashing of teeth to like Iron Man jumping into a convertible and speeding off and Steve smiling on his motorcycle. Yeah, I felt like the news feeds were to get us there. You see the people celebrating the heroes because that's typically what happens in a tragedy. You like instantly celebrate the heroes. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, like it completely avoids what happened. And that's what bothers you me. You didn't it's see like, the whole news story. We just focused on the specific yeah, we, that thing. That thing must have lasted 30 seconds. That's the whole point. I'm not saying we should have watched five minutes of news feed, but there Sounds was like you are. no <laughs> clip in there where it's like the stereotypical politician is up there at some memorial service or something and saying, you know, we'll get through this and blah, blah, blah. And thanks to the Avengers, you know, it was more just like, you know, hunky dory people being like, well, that was, I'm glad the Avengers saved us from those gigantic <laughs> aliens that came from the sky. And maybe we'll understand this one day. It was like, no, it was just like, well, thanks for those guys. And then all of a sudden that's Stark's a, up that's in not his tower. True. Yeah, but also think they about also like gave you a, a bunch of people like politicians being like, well, this was their fight. And now the city's in ruins. They should have to answer for this. So they were giving you kind of a both and like, yeah, some people are for them, but some people are also against them. And like the waitress, right? She still had the smut on her face. We were seeing the interviews after it happened, right after it happened. So people weren't processing like the vastness of the destruction. They were just yeah. No one had a chance to blame Marilyn Manson or anything like that yet. No one's had no one's had time to yeah. think. It's coming, <laughs> but it's just not there yet. Hmm. Tell me this, Mike. What is your uh, <laughs> favorite and least favorite? Avenger in this movie which ones did in you like movie. and which ones did you dislike in the movie I I think this movie helped out Hulk a lot yeah um, and you know it showed an element of him being able to be real with his condition <laughs> and I don't think that the movie did anything um, it did not hurt Captain America but I don't think it helped him I don't think it did anything other than like, hey, let's give him every line that he could have had in his other movies, and and he's going to be snarky, and then ha wear a terrible shirt the whole movie. That Black Sabbath shirt is just wretched. You're talking about Iron Man. Iron Man. What did I say? Did you say Captain, you said America? Captain America? Oh, <laughs> edit that. Um, so, yeah. You, didn't, um, you weren't a fan of his Black Sabbath shirt. Yeah. Iron Man. <coughs> now he's a little self-aware because Black Sabbath sings the Iron Man song. That's kind of his character, though. I suppose so. Yeah, but he's like I th I, I view him as like egotistical but classy at the same time. Yeah, like but he's, he's wearing a like a business suit and tennis shoes at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Captain America okay. didn't help him. Well, it helped him a smidge because he got some cojones and went and started looking for stuff and then found some things that, oh, this is this is what they're up to. Okay. That was your favorite storyline for Cap when he went looking around the ship? Yeah, but he was so, like I said before, he was so eagerly, like he just turned so quick. Like all he needed to hear was two guys that. He's a results guy, man. He wants, he wants to get that cube found and get this thing under control. But it, the problem there was he was so 
talks about principle and honor and all this stuff. And then the second that someone puts something in his head, he lost that. And then <laughs> <laughs> I think he sold out too fast. Yeah, he sold out really fast. But I liked what he did. <laughs> um, he also opened that door with his bare hands. That was kind of cool. And yeah. he stuck his chin out. Yeah, and he punched the punching bag off. That was cool. This guy had uh, nice arms. How about this? Who do you think had better arms, Thor or Captain America? Um, if you were to take one of them for your own right now. And nothing different about my body. <laughs> other than <that>. yeah, Probably <laughs> Thor, just because it would look so absurd. <laughs> <laughs> or or Hulk. You can have Hulk. Yep. You can have Hulk's like arms that. if you want. <laughs> they're just grafted on your seamlessly onto your body I think that the movie for someone that isn't a comic book fan now that's you know I'm a comic book movie fan if it was just not what I wanted or needed and now I've seen these previews for the other one and you know I don't it's already going to be better but it's not better because I was prepared from this film. Does that make any sense to you? Like you're saying it's already going to be better, but not because it's building off of the exactly. already existing it's better greatness. in spite of like, I'll forget. What makes you think it's going to be better? I heard the, the little girl voice singing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> of the trailer. Song? Yeah. And that was it. You know, <laughs> that did it for you. No. <laughs> That's all it takes. There huh? seems to be <clears throat> some sort of, uh, some sort of android-ish character. I'm always into that. So yeah, you like seeing you like the look of Ultron. Yeah, that guy looks pretty cool. He does. Looks scary. Yeah. See, that's an. Ele- I need to be slightly scared of what I'm seeing. All right, let me go and explain why I like comic book movies when they're real, but not Superman. Okay, I just saw that over the summer. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. All right. And. It, there was an element that was scary to me, okay? <laughs> that is, like, the fear that these guys come down and land on the planet or terrorize the planet looking for a Superman, okay, and then come down, and they're so so powerful in, like, an intimidating way, but there's not, like, tons of them, and then they have the ability to change the atmosphere and change our world and that just seems scary to me didn't like bother was, you that they kind of looked like figure skaters no because of their masks that they had on the masks were cool yeah because it was like scary cool. but not i liked the the lady i like that movie a lot the destruction in that movie didn't bother you it did no, bother was, they me they almost completely leveled like the world <laughs> yes but it was like um in Avengers, when all the stuff aliens are flying around and stuff, people are like staring out the windows and watching it, and just you see people scattering across the street. And Superman or movies like it, they're like people are dying around them and stuff, and it's getting really close to killing main characters that you're invested in. And that didn't happen with this movie. To me, Avengers didn't present any of those dangers. It was like, you think Man of Steel. Address the gravity of the, uh, the, the chaos a little better than Avengers did. But I, I feel like this feel is like that. Yeah, this isn't entirely fair because Man of Steel is just in tone a much darker. Right, and that, movie I agree. From start and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm already. I 
enjoy those type of comic book movies better anyway because I like my movies to be dark in a way that I can feel like, ooh, like this is scary or uncomfortable. And obviously you're not going to get that with um, Avengers. But even uh, Iron Man 3 had an element of that, even though it ended up being kind of silly. But, you know. The terrorists. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. he had, they had that element going for them, and they throw it away on a huge gamble on taking this, like, dreadful antagonist and pulling, like, yanking a sheet off of him and having him be a, a goofball. Like, yeah. it turns into a punchline. Yeah, but to me, it made me feel like, yeah, that's possible. Well, sure. You know? I'm not. I'm actually not picking on it. I liked Iron Man three, and I, I at the at the outset when I first saw what they had done, I was bummed because I liked that villain so much. Yeah. Um, what was his name? The Mandarin. The no. Mandarin, played by Bill Kingsley, who who, it, funnily enough, in that role plays two different characters. Essentially, he plays a someone playing. He plays an actor playing someone. Yeah. And then he plays the actual character after I had time to be disappointed for a second, I actually thought it was pretty clever and I appreciated the gamble. Cause that's, that's kind of a tricky thing to, it is. Yeah. I, I think they were trying to make a statement about terrorists on the internet as well. You pull yeah. The there's like a political subtext there yeah. and everything. And that's cool. Not as scary as the, or being yeah. run by. Yeah. Grimace you could nick, nit, nitpick Iron Man three in other ways, <laughs> but that's a good segue. Um, I, well, I don't want Iron Man. Iron Man three is not that all that much darker than Avengers, and it's certainly jam packed with its fair share of gags and punchlines. Well, I, and, and I'm saying they're forgivable to me because I already like that guy. So if you combine, he's in Avengers, and he is like one of the few redeeming qualities of the movie but the even that they just put those things that you think oh that's what everyone likes about this guy and then that's just every line of his in the movie because he's only on screen for so long because everyone has to be on screen for so long how do you feel about in avengers how do you feel about the primary antagonist how do you feel about loki as a villain or a character as well, I mean, as we know right from the get-go with him, he's being played the whole time anyway. So you almost feel sorry for him even though he is the bad guy. So he doesn't bother me because I had seen Thor. I knew what he was about. Right. Even though I didn't like Thor, I knew him as a character. And so he was just like this guy who was being used the whole time anyway. He has anger issues. He's trying to make up for things in the past, and this is his way, you know. Sounds like you're saying he was a really well-written character that you enjoyed, how dynamic he was. You know, I relate to him a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your brother was like that? Yep. Were you you actually the child of Frost Giants that was adopted into a family and led to believe you were something (laughs) like that? Now's not the time to get into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, okay. So the short of my argument is that if you have so many elements in it and you're a person that wasn't 
completely drawn into Avengers storylines as a comic book movie. It is lesser because it presents too many elements that do not fit well together, but it wasn't made for a viewer like me. It was made for the, either the person that was like, Ooh, I like action and I would like these comic book characters <laughs> or the person who's like, Oh, I'm, I really like Avengers and all the things that they get into together. <laughs> and then I'm going to see this movie to me. It was too much to digest. And no, knowing wrong. that those aliens destroyed New York, it it's that is you going to hang so over the up. universe. No, you're hung up. Because it, it <laughs> you do that in the first one, it will ripple through all the storylines. We can't. It, it has can't. rippled through all the storylines in the movie since then. Though. They Even if they did it earlier, they brushed if, it off in all those other. So far, they're just like, oh, the thing that Avengers happened in New York. Are movies yeah, the that thing, don't exist the thing yet. was huge aliens coming out of the sky. It wasn't the thing. It wasn't remember nine eleven. It was. The day the sky opened up, yeah, all right, aliens but, from another but, universe. But get this: if movie. Cap is making his laps, like in Captain America Two, it doesn't mean the rest of the world isn't dissecting the aliens and trying to figure out what happened. That's probably happening somewhere. Just because you don't see it on the screen doesn't mean that's like, what they're doing. Doesn't yeah. doesn't mean he has to be doing all that. The movies doesn't the 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 following movies don't have wide enough scope to keep pointing out to us for the sake of realism, like, yes, we know there were aliens, and trust me. The jump me, was too big, is what I'm saying, for the, the first one. Even if, they, even if they did, though, it's not fair to, like, read into Avengers movies that at the point that you're watching it don't even exist yet. You're, you're, you're judging Avengers on movies that came, in some cases, a year, two years afterward. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm saying. No, I knew watching it that if you go this big right now, that you're going to pay for this as time goes on. So I was allowed to think that during that time. So you're already thinking there's no way these next movies are going to deal with this appropriately. And you're you're beefing that with Avengers. Yeah, I'm saying that (laughs) weight is that, that is connected to those. That scene is so big that it'll ripple. But let's what, be what real. if you start seeing in the future movies scenes that deal with it appropriately? Will it make Avengers better for you? It would be like the thing when you see an Iron Man, the shield or something. You'd be like, oh, there's some connection now. Like if you see, oh, we've been studying this exoskeleton of this weird space alien and you see it somewhere in one of the films, then you'd be like, well, at least they acknowledge it. Happened. And them talking about new, what happened in New York and... Tony Stark having PTSD in Iron Man 3, those things aren't enough for you. The PTSD was like a major theme of the movie. He kept flashing back to the wormhole. But I feel like it would have changed. You want so much. You're so greedy. (laughs) I feel like it still would have changed the world that these characters live in so much that it would have been altered more than just Cap running it off or (laughs) even the PTSD Things we don't know that he was running off. He's just running, running for fitness. Well, you know. Yeah. He, what if he wasn't even bothered by it? That really doesn't make any sense he's, to me. Hey, man. As far as he's concerned, every you know, he's not surprised <laughs> by much these days. But again, these are all movies that came after Avengers. So let's look at 
what we have to work with in Avengers. From the point that the Chitari drop dead <laughs> because the mothership's been exploded. To me, that's an easier thing to nitpick. And they're aware of that. I, I feel like they're probably aware that that's lazy writing. It just makes it's, it's easier right. to to settle it in one fell swoop rather than have like, okay, we've dealt with the mothership. We still have a thousand foot soldiers on the ground that we need to still. That's defeat. a common theme in movies though, that once the power source quote unquote of, you know, like the, the big boss, even in video games or other <laughs> things that, you know what I mean? It's like once the last big boss, boss, yeah. Once the last boss is killed, then <laughs> the tentacles or whatever, whatever else represents sure. that is. Well, that's even more to me, even more reason to say, don't do that because that's we'll add that to my shit. list then yeah that's, that's fine. just his thing they well i'm saying that's a more man. valid to, yeah. but let's well, say but they, they drop dead let me get back to this oh, yeah. they drop dead and then you know uh then we have them the moment where we think tony stark's dead for a second. we don't actually think he's dead they think he's dead for a second he wakes up they go get loki nick fury talks to the you know the council we see the montage of the news feed they go their separate ways and the the movie's essentially over. So as soon as they drop dead, you're in wrap-up mode in rapid succession. The movie at that point has maybe 10 minutes of running time left to deal with the magnitude of what you're talking about. And the movie thematically has already established itself as the type of movie that's not going to get melodramatic. Right. So you're you're holding a standard against the movie that the movie you're not letting them you're not playing by the movie's rules i'm not asking that it us see a funeral procession throughout new york (laughs) in a in like a whole scene or anything i'm just saying watching the the tv clips and it's that one couple in particular with their little girl that like (laughs) it's always makes it look like they're like just got done seeing a museum and they're just like Oh, I'm sure glad that the Avengers showed up because aliens dropped out of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) They probably said that. So you remember when the aliens dropped out of the sky and everybody died? How do you feel about that? They're like, I'm glad the people came and saved our lives. Yeah, maybe they were just super chill. They were so laid back. This is what I'm getting from you, you, Mike. You play the montage for us. What kind of stuff are you seeing in your montage? I'm seeing like people (laughs) skipping in the streets around alien corpses and oh, what it should have been or what I see when I look at it. Yeah, I think it it should have been what you. I'm just. I've mentioned before what it should have been has should have included one scene that was darker in the clips, even just for a second at a funeral or like they were honoring the Avengers or something in a darker tone and then New York city rebuilds. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Like let's admit it happened and then move but on. We're so but close to that already. We're so close to that in the newsfeed that they we didn't try. Existing. I don't think they didn't try. <laughs> I just feel like they didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Then before that scene, the scene where they go to Loki and Loki's like, can I have that drink now? Oh my goodness. That's fair. He's probably nervous. What, man? <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's terrible. He had an arrow <laughs> at his face. It's all the same to you. He's wondering if the offer's still good. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think they gave him that drink? Maybe. Did you like seeing Hawkeye front and center of that shot? That he yeah, really they had? had to give it to him. 
<laughs> He's here too, guys. <laughs> Don't forget. Poor Renner, man. I like that guy too. Yeah. So what's your beef with him in this movie? The character and the you weapon. You groaned so loud as soon as they established him in the in the first five minutes of the movie. Like, where's Agent Barton? The hawk? He's in his nest. And you go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. His <laughs> nest. He's like, why did they have to say his nest? <laughs> well, his office, his whatever, <laughs> his nest. No. Because he was up on at the top of a ladder. And his and name's Hawk. In a structure that was like a nest. <laughs> and... People call him Hawkeye. The bird? He's just feathering around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's Hawkeye? Some eggs. He's sitting on his eggs. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Where's Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> He's regurgitating some food. <laughs> um, I was just in a mood to grow on those. Okay, let me ask you this. If he was if he had guns and was just like an awesome marks marksman with guns in the movie instead of a bow and arrow. Would you like his character better? Sure. Yeah. Bow and arrow always takes you a step down. Mm -hmm. You'll run out of bullets. I get it. Yeah. But you run out of arrows so much faster. And they always make that last arrow this intense thing. You know, oh, no, he ran out of his six arrows. Like, here comes what he's going to do with this last one. And I can't stand that. It was always cool, though. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't because it's, so it's strong. Yeah, it's like, so oh, oh, fortunately, this guy I killed a second ago is two feet from me. I can grab this arrow out of him. But that five other guys were 100 yards away. Those arrows are gone. What am I going to do now? It doesn't you know? seem like the, arrow, the bow and arrow is very cost effective. Those, think you about know, it. Those arrows have to be expensive. He's got an arrow that if fired correctly into like a computer port can distribute two respective arms (laughs) into another two computer ports and in fact how much does that cost that's That's like that's shield funding man right there shield funding in that time when they're around the the hover ship and he fires he fires (laughs) he fires an arrow perfectly into the wind somehow calculating that they're moving the ship's moving and there's going to be some sort of air that doesn't bother me no, no, that's no, the no. type but, of marksman he is but it was overkill because he they could have just fired a rocket into what he wanted to do but we need to see hawkeye shoot a bow and arrow that's what he's in the movie to do. yeah and he's kind of out of his mind at this point so he's just he's functioning being magically controlled by they didn't really explain any of that either did they well, yeah, yeah, touched he him had in heart. the chest and touched him in the chest, and he. But what was that <laughs> that went into his body and controlled him? It's not like it. Do you really need the science of it? You just see what's happening, and. Yeah, if they would have explained it, I would have liked the movie. That would probably <laughs> that would have changed. <laughs> that probably will be explained in future movies. Mm, maybe. I think if I if I do have a beef with a movie, a sincere beef, it's that I didn't like cap suit, in this movie. I, yeah, th- I didn't like Cap suit. And I didn't like how uh, in Captain America 2 we see how awesome he is. In this one, you didn't see that as much. Because it's like Cap's stories scenes. are like revolving the Marvel Universe more or less. It's his cube. And then, then the Cap the patriarch two, of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. His storyline of shaking up S.H.I.E.L.D. is like moving the whole thing. He got... <laughs> <laughs> like he got his comeuppance in, uh, in Captain America, too. He finally yeah, got yeah. the... the <laughs> 
a movie everyone can get on board with. You know, I I love Hawkeye <laughs> in the comic books. I felt like he didn't they didn't make him quite as raw as I wanted him to see either. He's so you guys are on my page. Movie. He's lucky to be in the movie. Yeah. Maybe maybe in Avengers two we'll see him open up a little bit. It'll be this, Mike. So you're watching it in the theater and it's ending now and you're you're you already don't like it in the theater. You're like I wasn't I wasn't into that. You're right. Now so you get like the mid credit scene where it reveals uh Thanos, which is a super obscure villain to the a movie going audience. It's not even that much of a uh you know Maybe someone's going to get mad at me for saying this, but even if you read the comic books, Thanos is not like a poster boy for a Marvin, a Marvel villain compared to a lot of the other right. ones. Right. Yeah, like one big event that we care about. So, all that to say, you see that. Are you just going, that was completely worthless to me because I don't know what that was? Yeah, to me, um, I'm like, what? Why is that guy? But I know that it must be important to some of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Did it do anything at least to say like, oh, okay, well, I know there's more story coming? No. <laughs> what about the shawarma scene? The what scene? Where they're eating the food at the end. Hmm? After, so you get the mid-credits okay. stinger, and then after the full credits, you get the stinger of a... Uh, a speechless, you know, 25 seconds or something of them just sitting in a shawarma joint eating shawarma. And then the shawarma joint's in, like, a state of disrepair because of the because of the aliens that came out Somehow of the, the kitchen's still functioning. Did you not see this? I don't remember that now. Didn't well, we if you, just watch if you haven't seen the whole movie, like how can you have another punchline? <laughs> yeah, I must have ran out real fast to get the car. <laughs> well, here's what I'm saying. Avengers is not only maybe, I don't have to think about that a little more, but certainly, certainly one of the best, if not the best, comic book adaptations or superhero movies. Maybe it was too pure for me. That exists. Maybe, yeah. To the pure, all things are pure. So... Not only, <laughs> <Why'd you hear? laughs> not only is it that, but I think Avengers is like a textbook popcorn movie. Like it's, it's just a good time, start to finish, extremely satisfying to see, uh, a, Stop. Re- a rewarding <laughs> movie going experience. And honestly, this is, and you'll really love this. I after I saw it, I likened the experience to like. That felt like the first time I saw Jurassic Park in movie theaters, wow. where you're just sitting there and from wow. you're just so in it with a huge smile on your face, thrilled from from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> now it's not, you know, uh, it it's the type of movie that it is, so it's not like it gave me a, so much introspection that I reconsidered my life or something like that. No, but that is just wrong. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> that it's is what it is wrong because. There's so many elements in the movie that that contradict each other. Now, if you're talking about this gave me exactly what I expected out of it based purely on comic books. No, I'm not saying that. that well, that's the only way it makes sense. No, it's Because not. the experience is nothing <laughs> compared to what you could say 
Jurassic Park or anything like that is you're describing Galaxy right now, Guardians. To me, that's what movie you're describing, not Avengers. You think that, that what I'm saying about, about Guardians? That's the only movie you could say that about. In the Marvel Yeah, the franchise. way you're describing it. No, I didn't think Straight I didn't think Guardians movie. was as good as Avengers. <laughs> I loved it. Did you, Guardians you like Guardians along with everyone else? Much better than Avengers. Much better. Mm. It's it's almost almost a hundred percent better. <laughs> it seems to me like it's you're, you're spelling own. out Avengers as like a fast-paced action popcorn movie, and you didn't like it for those for that element because you wanted things in it that weren't going to yeah. be in it because of the the perimeters it set for itself, you know. If you're watching Alien, you're not watching Alien, the first Alien movie, for an action movie. You're watching it for a slow, suspenseful, scary movie. I think it's more like I went into the movie knowing that it would be, well, if you're going to talk about that type of thing, but Alien versus Predator, but it was Alien versus Predator versus... And then all these other things, you know, <laughs> and so that's where it was. The black yeah, <laughs> there's all of these elements in there that. But I wait only a really liked a few of the elements. Back and then up. <laughs> you're all of the complaints that you're lobbying at Avengers <laughs> could so much easier be lobbed at Guardians. You're talking about it was too jokey and too punchliney. Guardians no, no, is no, essentially no, 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 no. a, no, no, no. a sci-fi it's like, comedy. No, because they use all the elements that go together, and Avengers doesn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, that makes Guardians. It makes think sense. about your ensemble in Guardians. You've got like a sitcom star that's just a wise cracking. And, and Guardians dude. is great. Yeah, and we love I it. Love Guardians. And then you've got this the standard like sexy alien chick. You've got a freaking wrestler. With scar scarification, a talking anthropomorphic raccoon and a tree man, and you're saying that this is a is a more congruent ensemble cast. Let me let me (laughs) now that you've successfully mentioned all the characters in Guardians. (laughs) Let me let me say why let me say why they let me say why they work over Avengers. Avengers like. I will continue to use the analogy of ingredients in a, you know, making some yeah, sort of paprika dish. and doo right. flakes. You've got all of those, okay? And then you've got this thing that's meant to be this dessert or meant to be this very specific thing. And these are all the elements that can be in this type of dessert. dessert. They have these certain type of flavors. That's why they go together rather than this plate of stuff. It's like, oh, this is meant to be this one type of thing, and it works. Even though it's there's all these elements that seem goofy, but they taste in the same flavor. Right, range, about Avengers, you know? yeah. Mm, no. What's the difference? The difference is you do not expect anything real to come out of um, uh, Guardians based on the fact that it is so... Um, Indiana Jones-ish in a absurd way right off the grip, you know, right from the beginning. And you already have these preconceived notions of what Avengers is going to be based on the movies you've already seen previous. But we've already seen, we've seen the limits of 
what we, we consider reality stretched in the preceding Marvel movies enough so that what we get in the Avengers isn't anything like a giant leap forward. It's pretty in line with how far we've moved beyond the realism of Iron Man at that point. Just because Guardians is like Star Wars, I feel like Avengers is like Avengers because, yeah, we started at a somewhat realistically grounded place with Iron Man, but then we got pretty out there by the time you've had Cap and Hulk and Thor. Like... It's not like these things are from left field. No, Thor but they're has all ice such giants and they're all such a they're all such strong characters in and of themselves. Like, oh, this is this guy that has this very particular backstory and now he's sharing the screen with these other people that have these really strong backstories and it's like overwhelming and not a good way. All right. So did you expect to no, like Avengers when you went in there? Well, Yes, I would. Yeah, I think so. But but you're already saying that the analogy of all the different flavors, you already don't like half the flavors. You don't like the Thor flavor. You don't like the Captain America flavor. And then mm-hmm. you're still expecting to have You a don't good, like half the flavors. Yeah. What do you expect? You can't expect a movie to behave outside of what the movie is supposed to do. You're You're expecting too much out of it. I think that... You stack the card. You stack the deck against it. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I. I never went in. I never go into any movie with a, a yes or no vote or anything. If I thought it was going to be something I wasn't going to like, I would never see it. Hmm. So well, that's a shame. What if you go to see something you think you don't like, but then you do like it? Well, that's called Redbox. <laughs> at my in my house, we have a rating system. We see preview. We say Redbox that. Yeah, Redbox that. Or. We'll wait till Netflix if it's real. Sorry. (laughs) You're saying there's a chance. (laughs) There's always a chance. (laughs) I'll watch anything. But, yeah, so they had built this thing together, and I'm like, okay, this. why shouldn't this be good? Others others have been good, but did I see Thor in the theater? No. Did you see Thor 2? Yes. What did you think of that? It was good. You like Thor two more than, than, than Thor one? Yes. Did you like it better than Avengers? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I didn't dislike Thor two, but no, Thor two is fine. Yeah, it was probably at the bottom of the totem pole. There's just another Thor movie. There's Thor. only two, so it's <laughs> definitely better than the one. <laughs> I like the original. I said the original is easily better. Not to any extreme discredit of Thor two, but it was just like. We got we to gotta do a little more than this to up the game. Yeah, I don't know. I went in there expecting to see the popular sequel jump. That's, oh, man, it's going to be so much better. And I didn't think it was that much better what, uh, this than is the first one. Let me explain what's going to happen with Avengers 2 then. Okay. okay, here we go. So since Avengers, we've had um, Captain America, I mean, Captain America 2 and Iron Man 3, both. And Guardians. And Guardians, but they're not connected in the universe right now, per se. It may be happening at the and same Thor point. And Thor 2. We've had Thor 2 since. And Thor, and Thor 2. 2. Okay, but I'm going to stick with um, the the two that the revolve around Earth. Okay. Um, meaning that this world has changed, and so their storylines are already darker. So now they're going into the realm that I like. 
Like I'm like, okay, things have happened in such a way where their lives are negatively affected and now they're dealing with it. Uh, Captain America 2 goes real dark and goes into stuff that I like where it's like, okay, we're dealing with elements that are behind the scenes and dark rather than just like... Did you really think it got dark? It just seemed like it went spy and espionage in a cool way. It was great, but it didn't feel as dark as... I would say dark, not dark in the sense that you think about... Usually when you ascribe the word dark to a movie, it sounds like you're talking about things that are unpleasant or a sense of dread or things that are unsettling. I think dark in the sense that the tone was way more serious and uh, less kind of jovial. and Like the first Captain America movie is like a fun adventure movie, even when it's quote-unquote dark, right. like the Nazi Red right. Skull stuff. It's still like fun and you're smiling and eating your popcorn. Captain America 2 is more like a head-scratcher. No, okay, I see. Yeah, that's a lot more serious. Right, and and what I mean is like when things that are unseen are revealed, those are always dark moments to me where it's like, oh, there's something behind this door. that The reality of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to do that in in Avengers 2. That preview already showed me that I'm going to like this movie way more than the first based on that it's not space aliens. It's something that could be... out of and and of this world all at the same time. So yeah, some sort of AI, a robotics issue. Well, this is supposed to be like the Empire, the series. Well, I don't right? know. I don't know anything about anything. I, feel I just saw kind the of a, right now. That's a pretty classic motif. If you're like trilogy minded, I don't know. I guess in this sense they kind of are. But the second act of a of a third of a three act thing. If you're thinking of each movie as an act, the second act is going to get darker whether it's Empire Strikes Back or Temple of Doom or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or The Dark Knight, you know, like there's a, even if it's already was dark, you have to, you go down for the second one and then you have to combine those two elements for the, for the third. I, I think that it'll be dark in the way that the, you know, that those things revealed will come out rather than, what oh, yeah, if, remember when Aliens came out of the sky? <laughs> what, if, what if you see Age of Ultron and there's zero mention, acknowledgement of anything having to do with New York, which is probably going to be the case. They can't keep talking about New York and what happened there. Will you, will you be bitter? I'll be like, yeah, I, I told you so. It'd be like, there's no way that you can do that and have it be as goofy and over the top as it was. And then, yeah, let's forget. They're just going to have to forget about it. Now, what could happen is they're walking by something and there's a monument in the background of where some dead you need alien something. or something. You need some acknowledgement. Yeah. If they walk by a monument or something that was erected, you know. Does it bother we, you about like Hulk? Because he even says last time he was in New York, he broke Harlem. He yeah. should be like a war criminal, you know, like not allowed in the city or, but he's helping them out. Well, they did acknowledge, he acknowledged it though. Yeah, but there's no okay consequences. There's no, no big no. deal. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. You're all right with that. Yeah. It, it wasn't big enough. No. 
If there's not a statue of Captain America with his foot on top of a dead alien <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in New York in a scene, then I'll be like, "Says mm. so why they, why'd they even make the first one? <laughs> Sounds like you're asking that already. <laughs> well, you guys liked it. They probably made a bunch of money on it. Yeah, they made a tremendous. Uh, third highest grossing movie in the world of all time. A lot of people got had. No, a lot of people had a good time. A lot of people had some fun. <laughs> Standards have gone down. <laughs> so in closing, I want to say that um, since the world was you know, willing to shell out so much cash to enjoy Avengers over and over again, I saw it twice in theaters among the... I guess I've seen a, a, a pretty good amount of movies twice, but that was one of them. I, I was going to see it a third time, but you know, caught up to me. I bought it. I pre-ordered it. Had a great time. I likened it to the my experience in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Can't believe you would do that. <laughs> and uh, that was a, a life changing experience. I didn't say it was as good. I said it was like that. It so like you that. saw it, and you sat in a movie chair no. and saw <laughs> no. it, and you ate some popcorn. No, right where like I, I went th- in life excited about Avengers what I was is see. a life changing moment because it's you put how many years. I've been watching these movies leading up to this. When did the well, first Iron Man, Man was in two thousand eight? Yeah, all that time building, building to this, building to this, and then you see this super mega movie that satisfies everything that you've been hoping for. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, <laughs> Mike. Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think like it's like Jurassic Park in that you're waiting for it. There's a lot of build up. And you think, man, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so awesome. And then as soon as you sit down and start, and it starts, you're already enjoying it. You're already sucked in. And you just enjoy the ride, start to finish, and you leave going. I I could not have predicted how amazing that would be. That was even better than I thought it was going to be. And everyone's going home, high-fiving each other, and just remember this, remember this. Yeah, it was an experience, man. Remember when we, we went to this theater with these guys and saw Avengers? It was great. Like, Jurassic, like seeing Jurassic Park for the first time. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> what to say. I mean, other than I'll have to, like, clear my head to not look at you differently for saying <laughs> well, So what I'm saying is since you are establishing yourself as, you know, the guy squeezing lemon on that, you're taking a step back, pointing at everyone, celebrating in the streets. No, I do saying, not look down on you. And I, you're saying, no, I don't want to have any fun, and therefore oh. you hate you hate movies. Yeah, you definitely hate if movies. This, if this is if this is the thing to use this as a tagline and <laughs> describe me, then uh, I'll put the crown on my head for the sake of it. But I would I'm not going to judge you for liking, but I We're am going to doubt doubt. That you could put Jurassic Park <laughs> and Avengers in a category where, other than they are movies, <laughs> that they are alike each other. <laughs> the experience was very similar. Not your the same thing. eyes absorbed the light <laughs> coming towards you, <laughs> and your brain processed what you're watching, and you had an emotional level, reaction to my it. My level of enjoyment and excitement. And all was similar <sighs> to the level no. of enjoy excitement and all. all right. I'm not saying it was equal, but it was the same kind of. Because you can have enjoyment and excitement and be enamored with a movie and it not be like the same kind of joy excitement. Sure. And being enamored yeah. with a different movie. Like when I, you know, just this last year saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 
I lost my mind over it. I just kept thinking like, that's just one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. But it wasn't like when you see Jurassic Park. It was a different kind of experience. Avengers was like seeing a Jurassic Park. And I think you agree. <laughs> but different than... <laughs> oh. I think we can all agree that we agree that Avengers was fantastic. Yeah, well worthy of the title of the third highest grossing movie in the world of all time. And one of, if not the best, comic book or superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Which it, let's end with this. What do you think is the best superhero movie that you've ever seen? What's your favorite best best superhero movie? Um, I really like the latest Wolverine movie. If it were like you have to watch this on a loop on a desert island kind of thing or yeah cuz like captain america was really good but there are people um in his storyline that sometimes i don't like and wolverine was like a whole new adventure there's all kinds of people that i didn't know cuz i didn't read his stuff so you read origin i didn't that was really cool I loved uh, the Wolverine too. Yeah, it was good. So at least right, we can, and you guys lose. We can, <laughs> we can end with that. We all love the Wolverine. Thanks for listening to this podcast about the Avengers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the fifth episode of You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at youhatemovies.com. Stay tuned for the fifth episode in which several people will talk and argue about dumb things that have to do with movies.